Welcome to the Well Studying Podcast. This is episode 385. Today is September 6, 2022. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, hey, in today's episode, just wanted to give you a quick rundown on how we could see a stock market rally between now and the midterm elections, and perhaps that rally could carry on through the end of the year because generally we do see that seasonality where just because a fund flows and end-of-year financing into things like 401k plans and corporate rebalancing, we do tend to see a seasonality where there generally is a Santa Claus rally. So that's a possibility, but right now I just want to cover the scenario of how we could get to a rally and a pretty substantial one between now and early November. A lot of what's been driving the stock market down this year has been negative investor sentiment. And that sentiment can change very easily with the right manipulation, which primarily comes from the media. And my cynicism kicks in when I know that our elected officials, especially those that are already currently in office, right, the incumbents, what they want more than anything is to get reelected. And the way they get reelected is by convincing and reassuring people that you need them in office to make things better for you. And since you're an incumbent and you're already in office, you not only have to show that you can do things for people in the future, but you have to show that you've helped them in the present and immediate past. And so one way you do that is showing that your policies have created a stable and a growing economy. And so as the elections approach, I think you're going to hear more politicians telling you about how well of a job they're doing on the economy. And then, of course, their message will be amplified on a positive note from their accomplices in the media and in academia and all the other institutions that have a symbiotic relationship with the status quo. So as we approach the November elections, I suspect you're going to see more news coverage about how things are actually improving and how they're not as bad as you think they are. One major element of that will be how inflation has peaked and how it's starting to fade and how it's coming down. So look at all the things that have come down in price. Oil is cheaper. Gasoline is cheaper. Food prices have moderated. Things like copper and lumber and cement and other building products, those have all long peaked. And the economy overall is actually in pretty good shape. So as the politicians start telling you what a great job they've done on saving the economy, and as the media and the other institutions pile in and tell you how great things are, that will cause investor sentiment to improve as we head into these November midterm elections. The other thing that I think is likely to happen is that the Federal Reserve does start to moderate their stance on the hard line they've taken. And I say that even in light of all the harsh talk that's coming out over the last two or three weeks that's caused the stock market to pull back. Because here's the bottom line on the Federal Reserve funds rate. The most hawkish of the Fed governors are talking about Fed funds rate by the end of the year or by early next year being at about 4%. Now, as I've talked about before, we can't really trust what they say, but hey, let's go with it. If, in fact, the Fed funds rate is going to get to 4%, well, right now it's at 2.5%. So that's only 1.5%. And there are three FOMC meetings where they set interest rate policy between now and the end of the year. So if you divide 1.5% by 3, that would, on average, be an increase in interest rates of 50 basis points for the next three meetings. 
Well, over the past two meetings, they've raised interest rates by 75 basis points. And so let's say at their upcoming September meeting, if in fact they take that average and only raise rates by 50 basis points, then they can still talk tough about their tightening and everything else, but they can point to the fact that commodity prices and energy and food and all these inflationary forces, while still high and well above their target, they're at least coming down. And so their policies are having some kind of an impact. And so rather than raise rates a full 75 basis points, they're only going to do it 50 basis points. But the opportunity is there for the media to make a big deal about how we are seeing moderation in the Federal Reserve. Now, even if they do go up a full 75 basis points, then remember, that only puts them 75 basis points from their goal for the end of the year, and they've got two more meetings. And so that would give them plenty of opportunity to moderate how much they raise rates at their November meeting, which is less than a week away from the November midterm elections. So I think either way, when push comes to shove, ahead of the November elections, the Federal Reserve is either going to be moderate and neutral, which would placate the markets, or they come out very dovish. And again, that will help the stock market and the general investor sentiment going into the midterm elections, which benefits the incumbents. That's how I think between now and the midterm elections, the stock market can rally and again, even making a case for going into a Santa Claus rally, the Federal Reserve has their meeting in December where they don't have to take a hard line on raising interest rates because they're already going to be extremely close to that 4% that they want. And then again, stepping back from politics and just looking at the overall health of the stock market and of the economy, even when and if the Fed funds rate get up to 4%, that doesn't mean that the 10-year Treasury would get up that high. We saw that 10-year Treasury peak in March when copper peaked. It only got up to just a little bit below 3.5%. I think a very good argument can be that the 10-year Treasury might have peaked in March or won't get much above 3.5%. And that's because as healthy as I think the overall economy is, the fact of the matter is that over the last you know, more than 20 years, the United States economy, with rare exception, doesn't get above 2% growth rate. The projected growth rate for going into 2023 and 2024 for GDP is less than 2%. It's only 1.8%. And so if the GDP is only growing at one8 or 2%, then long-term you can't have 10-year treasuries that are at 4 5 or 6%. The math just doesn't work. Because if there was really a fear that we were going to have long-term inflation, then long-term interest rates would be as higher or higher than short-term rates. But one way or the other, we still come back to valuations and the strength of the overall stock market and economy. Even if the 10-year treasury gets to 4%, then the stock market is still more attractive than bonds because the stock market has a lower valuation. The S&P 500 right now has a forward valuation of about 17. The 10-year Treasury at 4% has a much higher valuation at 25. So just from a simple perspective, what that means, if you want to generate $1 of income in 10-year Treasuries, then you'd have to invest $25. 
On the other hand, if you want to generate a dollar of income from the stock market, then you only have to invest $17 in the S&P 500. That's why I continue to make the case that I don't believe that the stock market is overvalued. Well, hey, am I right or wrong? Are we going to see a disastrous month in September? Or will investor sentiment start to improve as we go into the midterm elections? Well, hey, we'll just have to come back and talk about it in future episodes. Until then, as always, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.